All right, an unmitigated, total, complete disaster uh, unfolding in Iowa with these caucuses. And wow, I, I can't even believe what's going on here. Everything that happened to Bernie Sanders in 2016, yeah, it looks like it's all happening again. I told you yesterday, oh, yeah, we'll change the rules so that we can include uh, Michael Bloomberg in the next debate. And, uh, yeah, maybe we're going to fight to get those superdelegates ballots to work uh, at the convention or in the nominating process. Uh, There is an all-out civil war about to break out among the Democratic Party, and on top of it, Every one of their ideas are a disaster for the the country. Um, We have the State of the Union tonight. We have some amazing poll numbers for the president I will share with you today. Um, Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff has lost it. He is now arguing Trump could offer Alaska to the Russians in exchange for support in the next election. Or decide to move to Mar-a-Lago permanently and let Jared Kushner run the country, delegating to him decisions whether to go to war. If abuse of power is not impeachable, even though it is clear the founders considered the highest of all high crimes and misdemeanors, but if it were not impeachable, then a whole range of utterly unacceptable conduct in a president would now be beyond reach. Trump could offer Alaska to the Russians in exchange for support in the next election or decide to move to Mar-a-Lago permanently and let Jared Kushner run the country, delegating to him the decision whether to go to war. Because those things are not necessarily criminal, this argument would allow that he could not be impeached for such abuses of power. Of course, this would be absurd. More than absurd, it would be dangerous. The only the only one colluding with Russian on tape is him. I mean, that's the great irony in all this. This guy's like Russia, 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 obsessed, obsessed in every way imaginable. And I I can't believe it. I can't. This guy has lost his mind. That this is not a sane person anymore. As that uh, Georgetown University professor that I read on the air yesterday suggested, anything he's ever been involved in legally, now we need to go back and look at. Uh, because he's such a, a pathological congenital liar and 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 now officially losing it. Um, all right. So just the quick short of it all is the Iowa Democratic Party is blaming this fiasco on a coding issue. Uh, we we're supposed to in a little less than two hours get the results of this thing. And that's now even being contested. I'll give you all the details of it over this. Um, the best news for the president, uh, it, it, this is an uncontested primary for him. There was really no need for people. They showed up in droves in Iowa to support Donald Trump. Now, look at this Gallup releasing their poll this morning. And what's amazing, the president is now at the highest level, the best polling of his presidency. That's Gallup. I mean, this this has got to kill the Democrats. It's driving them nuts. And you got 63 percent of Americans approving the way the president's handling the economy. That's up another six points uh, from their last reading, which was in November. It's the highest economic approval rating, not only for Trump, but for any president since George W. Bush had stratospheric job approval ratings in the first few months after the 9-11 attacks on our country. And as the president's approval rating improves, so is the image of the Republican Party. Why shouldn't it? They're getting it done. 
What do I say? What what matters in 273 days? Are you better off than you were four years ago? I'd say by every measure, yes. Did you keep your word? Did you keep your promises? Check, click, 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 check, 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 check. I won't run through the list because I don't want to be that repetitive. But yes, foreign policy, amazing. The caliphate gone, uh, Soleimani dead, uh, the number one state sponsor of terror. And then we got al-Baghdadi and the president. No, he's not. He's keeping his word. We're not throwing boots on the ground everywhere in these long protracted wars. That's great. Our, our national treasure, our kids, our military, he's promised, he's pledged that he's going to stop that. The border, bureaucracy, uh, conservative justices, lower taxes, biggest tax cut, dollar tax cut in, in history, more ending bureaucracy ever, energy independence. I'll go through the list. Now look at this. So if if I'm right in my analysis that, okay, are you better off than you are four years ago? I think by every measure, the answer is yes. Uh, 13 million Americans were on food stamps after eight years of Biden, Obama, eight million more Americans uh, in poverty, the lowest labor participation rate since the 70s, the worst recovery since the 40s. Um, We're doing better. Okay. now the next question, those that supported Donald Trump in 2016, well, has the president lost any support or people that voted for him? Do they have regrets? Are they disappointed? Buyer's remorse even? Nope, I don't see that at all. I think as a matter of fact, the more that he has been attacked unfairly, the more that the Democrats do nothing except attack him, the more the mob and the media, he calls it fake news, it's beyond fake, it's corrupt, uh, attacks him, and they've done nothing to help this country. I think the more the, the, the supporters of the president like him, and I think they should. So, okay, check that box. Now, we have nearly 8 million new Americans uh, that are working that weren't working before he became president. Uh, We have 8 million fewer Americans on food stamps, the lowest unemployment numbers, the best employment situation since 1969. And it's impacting, uh, let's see, record after record after record, low unemployment for African-Americans For Asian-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment, African-American youth unemployment. Wow. Is there any chance people that are now benefiting from the policies of the president? Are they now, would they be open to voting for Donald Trump? Well, I'm looking at in front of me, uh, John Zogby's pollster, well-respected. I like him. I respect him. I watch his work. I, I trust him. I think he does a good job. Well, the improving economy, voter anger over this partisan impeachment process that's really gone on a never-ending witch hunt, a rejection, an outright hatred even, and contempt for, you know, smelly Walmart shopper Trump voters like me and and many of you, um, and we're irredeemable deplorables, and what about them maps and them lines, and only them liberals that drink lattes like them lines, making fun of us. And we cling to our God and our Constitution and our Bibles and our religion. Yeah, we believe in our founding document, our declaration, that we're endowed by our Creator. Rights come from God. They are divine, not by government. Yeah, we believe all of that. Uh, and, and this is irredeemable deplorables. That's us. That's me. I'm guilty of all of that. Well, anyway, so there's a president now. Have a shot at people that have most benefited from his economic policies. Well, the answer is, I'm looking at Zogby uh, analytics, uh, the president with a 51% approval rating, 
same levels as former President Obama and George W. Bush in the years they won re-election. Now, the amazing thing is, back in 2016, well, the president, he only got 8% of the African-American vote. Well, now this poll has him at 22% of support with African-Americans. With Hispanics, he only got 28% in 2016. Now he's up to 36%. And now, does that mean that people that perhaps, I always said the forgotten men and women, that frankly were screwed, like they're screwed in big cities, you know, look at all the talk, liberals, every two, four years, Republicans are racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic. Uh, they want dirty air and water. They want grandma and grandpa to have no health care, to eat dog food and cat food before uh, uh, Paul Ryan, well, now Kevin McCarthy, lookalike, throws granny over a cliff. It's always been a lie. That has been their playbook. But when you look at the truth and you look at the cities that have been run by liberal Democrats for decades, well, what do we see? Well, we see the violence in Chicago skyrocketing through the roof. Uh, Why didn't they fix that? Do they not care about the people of Chicago? We got 17,000 abandoned, you know, buildings in Baltimore. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it was either 12 or 13, Linda, you may remember more than me, high schools in Baltimore that don't have a single child, not one, proficient in reading a math. How do you fail at that spectacular level? And where's the cavalry? If you see those numbers and you see that that you're failing these kids... How doesn't how how do liberal Democrats just year after year they get the numbers? Kids can't do simple math and simple basic reading. They're failing these kids. And then, of course, you know, we can look at Baltimore. We can look at Chicago. We can look at Los Angeles and we can look at San Francisco. I sent Lawrence Jones to San Francisco twice because I couldn't believe it the first time. And one mile from Nancy Pelosi's multimillion dollar gated community, uh, one mile in one direction is her home and one mile in the other direction is her office. In between, you got people shooting up drugs everywhere, needles all over the place. We've shown you on TV. You've got people defecating all over the streets. When you have needles urinating, and defecating. Um, blood-stained now, Nancy, clothing. In the... I know I've always said liberals are always generous with other people's money. She can't go to her multimillionaire friends in her gated community one mile away and say, I'm giving a million. Can you can I put you down for a hundred thousand? You're rich. You, you're worth. Mil- How about you? How about you? How about you? How about you? I would think Nancy Pelosi might be able to raise millions and maybe build a nice shelter that has facilities for people to go to the bathroom in her district and facilities where maybe they can get a warm you know, a cup of soup for lunch every day. And maybe if they're addicted to drugs, maybe we can point them in the right direction where they might be able to get some help and maybe take a shower. You know, that, that what the federal government, so she's waiting for Donald Trump to fix her backyard. It's unbelievable. But that's every big liberal city. Decades, Democratic rule. That's what you got. You got eight years of Obama. That's what you got. Now we got Obamacare. How did Obamacare work out? Keep your doctor. Keep your plan. On average, save $2,500 per year per family. Okay, how did that promise work out? Not very well, because almost 40% of Americans have one option. One Obama exchange care option. That's it. 
millions losing doctors, millions losing plans, and on average, we're paying about 200% more than, than what they promised. Not only did we not save money, we're paying 200% what we were paying. And the care is no better. So I'm thinking as the president heads into the State of the Union, I would say the State of the Union is strong. You want to know a sign of, well, the support for the president? Well, Iowa caucuses last night, there are hundreds and thousands of people showing up for his caucus, and they didn't have a problem. Wow, Democrats did such a great job in Iowa yesterday. Good job. Unbelievable. Well, I'm telling you, uh, buckle up. I can't make this happen. The only people that can be the ultimate jury in this are you, we, the American people. 273 days. I will count it down every single day on radio and TV. You are the ultimate jury. And you have an opportunity to shock the world again. And not reward this do-nothing, hate us, hate the president, psychotic, impeach, impeach, Russia, Russia, Ukraine, Ukraine, madness. As the president fulfills his promises. These numbers are amazing. You know what's great about it? It's great for the country. It's great for our fellow Americans. It's great for, you know, I, I, I mean, it's kind of an amazing thing. If, if one party spends three long years hating Trump, hating Trump, lying, conspiracy theories, hoaxes, you know, now Adam Schiff, I, I, it's, it's, it's actually so humorous at this point. But if it wasn't so dangerous, you know, that, well, what if Trump offers Alaska to the Russians in exchange for their support in the next election? What if he decides to move to Mar-a-Lago permanently and let Jared Kushner run the country, delegating to him the decision whether to go to war? I mean, because these people are nuts. They are just, they've lost it. And as I always try to remind you, and if you think the Schumer Schiff Sham show was bad, well, now look at the Iowa caucus uh, show. I don't think the people of Iowa were well served. What is the job of a public servant? Is it to go after every second, every minute, every hour of every day, their political opposition? When do they ever serve the people that put them in office? When do they serve the people, we, the people, that vote to put them in office? Because I don't see a lot of service by that party because I can't name a thing that they've done. I can give you the Trump list. I always do. I mean... I'll do it if you want me to. But he's kept his promises. And they not only hate him, we now know they hate us for putting him there. You, you don't think that Don Lemon moment was revealing? You don't think Peter Strzok's smelly Walmart Trump supporters? You don't think irredeemable, deplorable? You don't think clinging to their God, guns, Bibles, and religion is an attack against us? Oh, it's an attack. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Um, I just went over these numbers with the president, and and it was stunning last night. I mean, we got all the, the I mean, it was a total Schumer shift show with the Democratic Iowa caucus. No other way to describe it. And, I mean, the, the intramural war that is breaking out among Democrats is unbelievable. This lunatic, Adam Schiff... Well, 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 Trump could offer Alaska to the Russians. 
in exchange for support in the next election? What if he moves to Mar-a-Lago permanently and he lets Jared Kushner run the country, delegating him to the, the decision of whether to go to war? Whether to go to war or not. I know you think I'm making it up. You can't make it up. But I just went over all of the promises this president has kept. We had we had 13 million more Americans on food stamps after Biden Obama. Eight million more in poverty. And Biden's supposed to be their moderate. Remember that. His pol- their policies failed. You know, dropping $150 billion on a tarmac in Iran. Please like us. Oh, please, pretty please. And we won't even have any time, any place, anywhere inspections. And just like us as they chant death to America. Pretty sick foreign policy. Now, now you are you better off than you were four years ago? Did the president keep his word? Are we safer, more secure? Well, I look at the the death of the the one number one state sponsor of terror, the guy responsible for implementing proxy wars, terror attacks, murdering American Soleimani. I look at that as a win. I look at defeating the caliphate as a huge win by letting the military do what they do best and removing the rules of engagement from the Obama-Biden era. I look at the killing of Baghdadi and associates as a huge win for safety and security. I look at the 100 new miles of wall and the other 300 that'll be done by Election Day I look at that as a huge win and securing the money to build the rest of it. That's a, I look at the biggest cut in burdensome bureaucracy in our history, and that's huge. The biggest tax cut in history, that's huge. I look at energy independence. Well, that, that, we're, we're less, that means we care less geopolitically, strategically, tactically about the Straits of Hormuz. And we're now a net exporter of energy. I know the new Green Deal would end all of that. The lifeblood of the world's economy. How dumb is that? As we end the internal combustion engine. Then I look at, wow, 8 million fewer Americans on food stamps. 8 million American jobs created. And those manufacturing jobs that Obama threw his hands up there never coming back, they're coming back. Thank God. I look at a trade deal. Let's see. China, two years, 225 billion dollars for our farmers our service sector our energy sector our auto sector our manufacturing sector wow i don't think people thought that would happen we got a better trade deal with mexico and canada oh i guess mexico's gonna pay for the wall we got a better deal with japan they everyone's dying to be our partner because we're the envy of the world and now what have they what have democrats done for three years three long years Every second minute hour hate Trump. They destroyed our health care system. 40% of the country now has one Obamacare exchange option. And yeah, nobody saved money. Millions lost their doctors. We're all paying about 200% more. Seems like last night, Iowa, well, the app developer is apologizing. Oh, okay. Unleashed uh, Des Moines Register poll had Biden in fourth place. Wow. Now, uh, Tom Perez, DNC chair. Yeah, there are calls for him to resign. It is a it is a Schumer shift sham show in Iowa because of them. And Bernie Sanders, they released their data. They're saying we won by a big margin, 29.7%. Mayor Pete, 24.6%. Elizabeth Warren, 21.2%. Will we ever get the real numbers? Who knows? DNC now is trying to screw Bernie again. They screwed him over in 2016. 
I, I and I kept saying this is a, America. We can't have election fraud. And I guess I cared more about Bernie's supporters than Bernie did. Because I kept saying, hello, it's rigged. The whole thing was rigged. Poor Donna Brazil admitted it and had to call Bernie and tell him. Now the DNC, well, they're trying to change the rules on the superdelegates again because Bernie may win again. And then they're now also, oh, we're going to change the rules and let uh, Mayor Bloomberg in the debate because Joe Biden's collapsing. That's the State of the Union. On one hand, it's never been better. President will be acquitted rightly tomorrow. And we have a lot happening. Anyway, Kevin McCarthy is with us. He is the leader, uh, minority leader in the House. Hopefully speaker come January of next year. I'd like to see that. I'd like, I, I see a revitalized Republican Party, Congressman. And I think you know very well, I have been a loud critic of the Republican Party now for many, many years. And for the first time, I'm beginning to see that revitalized party no longer pale pastels, but bold color differences. And I hope that continues or else I'll still go back to criticizing you all. You know, you're not the only one, Sean. In that poll where you see the president's rating that is so great, 51 percent of Americans view the Republican Party favorably. Now, that's up from 43 percent in September, but it is the first time the GOP favorability has exceeded 50 percent in more than 15 years. And it's wow. pretty much what you've been talking about. You're right. Now, that is in there. You're, you're, yeah. That's in the poll. You're absolutely right. Now, think for one moment. What a, there is no better contrast for anybody in America to sit back and think, what do they want for the next four years? Just in the last week, the president with the China agreement, Middle East, United States-Mexico trade agreement. And what do the Democrats have to show? One, impeachment, and they can't even run a caucus. I was in Iowa last night uh, campaigning for the president, and it he set a record. He set a record that people turning out for him. 97% of the Republican Party, but more than 30,000 votes. That's bigger than Obama had ever had in the second time around. And look, it's not scientific, but what I believe on the ground, what I saw, I believe Bernie's going to win. Pete, Mayor Pete's going to come in second. Warren's going to come in third. And Biden's in fourth. Is it, is it any coincidence that Pelosi held the papers, Biden had free reign for two weeks, in there with no senator can can campaign against them. Um, then what did they do? They didn't release the poll the night before, and now they're not even releasing the the the, the record because they know what would have happened to Biden. I mean, could we even trust it? I, I don't. I mean, at this point, I don't think anyone's going to believe it. I mean, how do you even? I I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to think except that they're just totally, completely, utterly incompetent. And they were bragging. I remember seeing the chair of the Democratic Party in Iowa bragging that they put so much work into this into this app, so the report's going to come back so much faster and accountable. They can't even run a caucus. I got a call last night before the TV show from uh, a mutual friend, Congressman Mark Meadows. Uh-huh. And, he was out and there with us. He, you were there. Scalise was there. Jordan, Jordan. was there. Um, uh, Mark Brady. Meadows was there. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know everybody. I'm going to miss somebody. So I apologize. And he's like, you're not going to believe this. I'm like, what? He goes, the crowds are huge. And I'm yes. like, and I, I thought he, at first, because it's a Democratic caucus night, right? It's it's really an uncontested Republican one. He goes, no, no, no. The Republican turnout is massive. I don't know if I should read too much into that. Do you? This is what I'd read into it. 
the Democrats are never going back to Iowa after this caucus. The president has it. But the other thing you need to read into, the intensity level on the Republican side is there. And there is a civil war going on the Democratic side. And there's two different civil wars. And I'll tell you just personally from what I see on the floor, there are Democrats who are so upset with this speaker and Adam Schiff. They don't say it outside, but they know they're going to lose their political career over this because Adam Schiff lied to them, too, about the whistleblower. And you know that one, that one transcript that he never let out, those 179 pages about the inspector general. Now, if we were to take the House, and if anybody wants to help, they just go to takethehouse.com, and they can make a difference, we'd vote to bring that out. So we would know, was Adam Schiff a fact witness? Maybe that would tell us. When did he see this individual? How did this all start? But the fundamental change that will take no, place. No, we, we have to get to the bottom of it, just like we have, we have to, to. And it's taken forever. And I know the inspector general had doesn't have the power to go beyond the DOJ and the FBI in his investigation. But uh, he has made criminal referrals as it relates to Comey and McCabe. He did refer them. Uh, for investigation into matters, but Durham and Barr, they do have the power to convene grand juries, and charges can be brought on people that violated the law, and I see a lot of laws violated here. I do, too. The Intel Committee can take a vote and release that paperwork. The, the, the thing that America should understand, if that was damaging to the president, it would have been leaked like everything else to the New York Times. Why did well, that that's one the scary thing. get leaked? Let me ask you this. I'll tell you when I got most ticked off at the Republican Party. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were 65 show votes about repealing and replacing Obamacare. Remember? Yes. And then when it mattered, they didn't have a plan ready. And I, we have talked for how many decades? I've talked about uh, Musgrave and Goodman and health savings accounts. This poor guy, Dr. Josh uh, Umber, is, is from wichita kansas i've put him on radio and tv a million times this guy you pay 50 bucks a month as an adult unlimited visits he he negotiates directly with pharmaceutical companies you leave the doctor's office with the blood pressure medicine you need or the cholesterol medicine you need um and then you get you couple that with a catastrophic policy if god forbid you get cancer have a heart attack or a bad accident and you're fully covered and he's been able to duplicate that about a thousand other times across the country. Now, it's like concierge uh, medical care for every American. You guys weren't, not you, the Republican Party wasn't ready. And then seven guys in 2015 in the Senate, Republicans, they voted simply to just repeal Obamacare. And when it mattered in 2017, they changed their vote. You know, I'm apoplectic thinking about it now. I'll tell you what, we're never making that mistake again. Like you said earlier, we've never been more united. And the difference you're going to see, and you and I have had this discussion many times before, we need a very clear plan for the American voter that they understand before this election takes place just what the president's been able to do. He made promises that he kept. The president likes to say he kept more promises than he even made. And we find that so many times. We're going to lay out a very clear agenda of the direction that America needs to go. Because this new socialist wing of the Democratic Party has taken over. Think for a moment if Bernie Sanders is their nominee. Who would be his cabinet? AOC, Tlaib, Omar. That is who his power base is. That who's is running this for now, now you're scaring my audience. That's very mean. Yeah, because that's a frightening scenario. That's By the way, Alexandria holds. Ocasio-Cortez just tweeted out, apparently. I think this is her account. Uh, doesn't have a check mark. 
Anyway, that she's not going to go to the State of the Union. Uh, let me double check before we get to that. But apparently she w- it doesn't matter. But Bernie Sanders, they, they're trying to stop Bernie, but they all support some version of Medicare for all and the Green New Deal. They all support free, free, free everything. They all support this madness of not being energy independent anymore. Exactly. Look at what we've been able to achieve. Make our country stronger, but also it helps our environment. You know our natural gas is more than 40% cleaner than Russia? Our ability when it comes to geopolitics about making the free world safer because America supplying the energy, not Putin trying to control somebody? I mean, these are the things that this president has made so much stronger that the Democrats continue to fight. And they yeah. wouldn't show up to listen to the president. That's the fundamental difference. If you want to take the House, which you've always talked about, where do you go? TakeTheHouse.com. This is a fundamental change. Wouldn't you want a Congress that would work with your president, that would want to make America first instead of blame America first? I think the president has now sufficiently shown people that when you fight and you keep promises, fight for what you believe in, and you work and you get the job done and you keep your word with the American people and you serve the American people that way. It's not only good for the country because I've always preached conservatism works. It does. Liberalism has failed every version of it that they've tried. And we see that in, in every big city run by liberal Democrats for decades. And it's also good politics. In other words, people reward you for doing a good job and keeping your promises. You get the last 15 seconds. I want all your listeners to remember this. The president's going to tell you a great speech tonight like he always has. Tomorrow he's going to be acquitted for life. And we'll probably still be wondering what happened in Iowa, why they moved to New Hampshire. And just like why Adam Schiff would never release to the New York Times anything that was good about this president, I wonder if they'll ever release the Iowa's real poll. And when we get into New Hampshire, I'll wonder why they keep having their civil war against Bernie, just like they cheated him four years ago. But we've got a different approach. And America's more than, more than a country. It's an idea, an idea that this president understands, and we need four more years. You know, somebody yelled at me for being nice to you recently. And I said to this person, <laughs> no, I said, well, I've been very critical when I needed to be of Republicans and I've been outspoken and loud. But when they do the right thing, I'm going to say thank you and support them. And you've done the right thing. And you've shown you, you, you're leading your caucus and not one Republican went along with this Schumer shift sham show. By the way, I may have to I may hire a doctor for this guy. He needs help. AOC is not going to the State of the Union. That is official. Oh, my heart's broken. Uh, Congressman McCarthy, thank you. House leader. All right. Thank, thank Republicans. you so much, Sean, for all your work. We'll be watching tonight. 800-941-SEAN. Toll-free telephone number. If abuse of power is not impeachable, even though it is clear the founders considered the highest of all high crimes and misdemeanors, but if it were not impeachable, then a whole range of utterly unacceptable conduct in a president would now be beyond reach. Trump could offer Alaska to the Russians in exchange for support in the next election or decide to move to Mar-a-Lago permanently and let Jared Kushner run the country, delegating to him the decision whether to go to war. Because those things are not necessarily criminal, this argument would allow that he could not be impeached for such abuses of power. Of course, this would be absurd. More than absurd, it would be dangerous. It'd be dangerous. This is a serious moment. Donald Trump, yes. Uh, boo, 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 boo. He's, what if he offers, offers 
Trump could offer Alaska to the Russians in exchange for support in the next election. We had four separate investigations, four of them, culminating with the Mueller report. And it's just unbelievable that this is the way this guy thinks. I'm not sure what you're saying in my ear, Linda. Why don't you just share it with everybody? I'm just letting you know we're monitoring Susan Collins. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, The only guy caught on tape colluding with Russians is that idiot. Adam Schiff, the congenital liar, the compromised congenital liar, the one responsible for the Schumer-Schiff-Sham show that is now thankfully over. That's it. Unbelievable. So I got a call last night, uh, at, as I mentioned, from uh, a good friend of this program and one of the champions. We, we You know, we've had, um, let's just say, a vacuum of Republican leaders for a long time. It's changing, it seems. But the Freedom Caucus, but for them and their hard work and their dedication and their principal conservatism, they've led the way. They've helped in terms of stopping this this Russia hoax conspiracy theory nonsense. They helped expose the the violations of law with the Espionage Act and Hillary Clinton and oh yeah, uh, obstruction of justice, deleting subpoenaed emails and bleach bid and hammers, and even then more importantly, premeditated fraud committed on a FISA court, uh, and that the bulk of information in the applications came from that dirty unverifiable, now debunked Russian dossier bought and paid for by Hillary Clinton, which now the Department of Justice has said, yeah, wow, Hannity and his team were right. Guys like Mark Meadows and Jim Jordan and Devin Nunes and Ratcliffe and Matt Gates, yeah, they were all right. Hannity was right. Hannity's team, his ensemble cast was right. The people behind the scenes on radio and TV were right the whole time. And that is, it all happened. And we got the report that verified it. Now we will see now the criminal aspect of this is being investigated by uh, Mr. Durham, the prosecutor and the attorney general Barr. Anyway, so I got a call last night from Iowa and there was Congressman Mark Meadows. Hey, Congressman, how are you doing? What's going on? He goes, oh, man, you can't believe it. I'm like, what? This place is packed. I mean, you can't believe how packed this is. I'm thinking, is there that much enthusiasm for a Democratic caucus, I didn't think there was that much enthusiasm, to be very blunt. I know a few Bernie crazies were enthusiastic, but not much enthusiasm for many, very many more people. And he goes, no, stupid. I'm at the Republican you know, caucus. Well, they actually got real numbers, and 97% went to Donald Trump. And it really was not even being contested, but people still went out in massive numbers, Republicans in Iowa, for Donald Trump. Congressman Meadows is with us now. Uh, I'm still mad at you. Just for the record, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hide my true feelings. I am angry at you because you you are abandoning. You are abandoning us and leaving Congress. I do not like your decision. I privately tried to talk you out of it. Is that true or false? That is that is true. You did, and I'm just gonna have to fight from a different position. But uh, (laughs) but you're not leaving the fight. That's important. I am not leaving the fight. I promise you, I'm not leaving the fight. And I want to I want to clarify one thing. I did call you last night, and we did have that discussion about the Iowa caucuses. But I did not call you stupid. There is one guy that has been willing to stick his neck out, and I'm talking to. No, you didn't say I was stupid. I was. That's called hyperbole. This is you know. 
the hyperbole. I just want to make sure. Hey, listen. No, you did. No, I'll actually, the, I'll get the Twitter. They'll they'll say how dare you, <laughs> yeah, call the, Sean Hannity? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, half the country will like it. Trust me, they'll say, "Good, he's finally come to his senses, Mark Meadows." Um, well, but tell well, us what you saw. Tell you so you're on the ground. I don't think anybody expected what happened in the Republican caucus because it's pretty much uncontested. You got some crazy lunatic talk show host from Chicago. And right. I guess former Governor Weld has lost it, in my view. But anyway, what happened? No, it, it was it blew me away, Sean. I mean, uh, literally blew me away. And we were there. We had over over 80 surrogates, 140 people on the ground. We wanted to make sure that the people in Iowa knew that the president had not forgotten them and that he was still in the promise-keeping uh, mode. And and so I, sh- I, I actually drove uh, an hour and 45 minutes north of Des Moines and uh, and showed up in and they they were standing room only and we were in uh, Franklin County uh, Hampton Iowa uh, you know as you you're looking at the excitement I was just I was I came back I said you know the, the, we had standing room only and that was it was not just at my caucus it was at all kinds of caucuses all across Iowa. And, you know, uh, I, the, the most telling thing that I got, though, Sean, was this. I was in an Uber, and I was getting a, a ride in, I, I think a ride in to actually. By the way, I, I kind of have to laugh a little bit. You know, I'm a congressman. Can I have Uber? Do you? I tell my kids, pay for the pay the extra money. Get the Uber. What do they call it? Uber uh, Black Limousine or something? I don't know what it's. What is it called, Linda? I don't even know this stuff. Yeah, Uber Black. Right. It's 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 you usually at least there's a background check. At least it's a decent, safe car. I'm like, pay the extra money. Dad will unlimited Uber money. Done. Don't well, drive. So I'm just a normal Joe, as you know that, Sean. <laughs> so I'm, I'm there in, in, in this uh, uh, this gal named, uh, named Brenda. I won't give her last name, but Brenda's Brenda's taking me me into the city. And I said, well, you know. What are, you, what are you thinking about all this caucus stuff? And, you know, you kind of open up those conversations. She goes, well, for me, uh, I, I think we ought to just stick with the guy that we've got there because I kind of like the way that the economy's going. And, you know, I've never been better. And it, it was more uh, just a, a verification of what we were seeing in the caucuses. Uh, and and you just felt it i and and it was just unbelievable the show of strength you know whether it was jim jordan or me uh you know the president uh, has taken a personal interest in every state and it's uh, it was iowa it'll be new hampshire next week uh, but he is not taking anything for granted and we shouldn't either we've got to make sure that we stay energized and and turn out in 2020 I agree with that. So I don't know what to make of these comments by Adam Schiff. You do know that I have the tape of him. He thinks he's talking to a Russian and colluding with a Russian. Um, by the way, uh, Susan Collins will vote to acquit President Trump on both impeach- impeachment articles. Uh, she's given uh, a speech now. Um, but that's anyway, right. That's uh, right. you know, him saying that oh, Trump could offer Alaska to the Russians in exchange for support in the next election or move to Mar-a-Lago permanently and let Jared Kushner run the country. This is a guy on tape saying, what? Uh, yeah, we're compromising in materia of the Donald Trump. What's the nature <laughs> of the compromise? Uh, naked uh, pictures of Trump. They, Does Vladimir know? Uh, yeah, but the cause. Vladimir know about the compromising materials. I mean, that's him. And then, well, and, and listen, the only one guilty of a quit and a pro and a quo is Joe. 
Yeah, it it would be real funny. The only problem is is Adam Schiff continues to do unbelievable hyperbole would be a kind way to say, and it it's just fictitious making up these rambling stories of things that that won't even sell to his base. I mean, you know, when you really look at at the examples he gives, everyone knows that they're uh, not only ridiculous, but they're not based on fact. And it's it's his way of what I would say overselling uh, the position that he has. But in the end, we're going to have a bipartisan acquittal uh, tomorrow. You know, when the votes are cast, I believe that we'll actually pick up a Democrat or two. And uh, I also believe that every single Republican will vote to acquit. And isn't it amazing what Donald Trump has been able to accomplish in spite of the harassment that he's had for the first three years uh, of, of, his, uh, of his term? You know, I'm watching all of this unfold and everything, I guess, we have to look at through the prism of an election in 273 days. And what's your take on where we stand today for the president's reelection? The Republicans have a shot at a majority in the House. We have some tough Senate races. We know Cory Gardner, Joni Ernst, uh, Martha McSally, some tough races to defend. Right. Well, I, I think what we're we're seeing though is not only is the economy going better, but people have once again they have a confidence in America, and it's almost like America was was having to play uh, a second position or a third position to all kinds of foreign powers, whether it was China or the European Union or or any other country. We had to play. Uh, uh, an apology tour under the previous administration. And I, the best way that I would put it is is that we're back. We can be proud of who we are as Americans, proud of the economy, proud of, of what we stand for. Because you know what? The reason why we have to secure our border is because people are wanting to get in not get out. We don't have to put up a wall to keep them from leaving here. We have to keep uh, keep uh, uh, border security for those that are trying to get in here illegally. And it's it's really who we are as a people. And uh, and I'm glad for one that Donald J. Trump was willing to to make me realize how far we had slid in not recognizing how wonderful and how great we. Uh, and, and what a privilege it is to live in, in a, a place that we get to call home in the United States of America. We live in the greatest country, Congressman Mark Meadows, that God gave man. We really do. It, it is. You're right. You're exactly right. Uh, and without it a is, doubt, Sean. And, you know, I, you see these moments. You saw it with, I guess, Don Lemon on fake news CNN and irredeemable deplorables and smelly Walmart Trump supporters with, you know, Peter Strzok and you know, uh, Americans that are angry and bitter that cling to God and their Constitution right. and their Bibles and religion, Obama said. Right. And, you know, I think there's a real hatred for we the people. They don't like that the American people voted to drain the swamp, and this is what draining the swamp looks like, and they elected a disruptor who keeps his promises. Well, he does, and, he, and not only does he keep his promises, but he's bold enough to make promises that seem unattainable and yet he's been able to 
to attain those. I mean, uh, whether it's foreign policy that he's been able to uh, really increase the resume. If anybody wanted to to go after a candidate Donald Trump, they were trying to go after him for his lack of, quote, foreign policy experience. If anything, he has shown that he's been able to bring us back on the foreign policy stage in a way that uh, demands respect from our our allies and uh, certainly demands fear from those that hate us as well. Congressman Mark Meadows, you, the Freedom Caucus, you guys have been the the rock for uh, conservatives and uh, I know whatever you do, uh, you're going to be in the battle because it's who you are. It defines you. We need you, and I won't let you go, uh, whether you like it or not. But uh, I appreciate your <laughs> friendship and all that you've done for the country and the president. And uh, thank you for as as for all you do. We need people well, like you. I, I, I want to say thank you, Sean. Listen, all this stuff with John Durham and the FISA abuse, and uh, you took unbelievable uh, hits. For reporting on that, but you believed in the documents that we were. Giving oh, you mean three hundred twos and all my text messages released to the world and stuff you're, like that, you're and right. I mean, and all my and, all my social media accounts compromised. Oh, I, I that's all right. It's part of my average you, day. You were in the middle of it, but you know what? <laughs> you did it because you love this country, and thank you I do. for being a patriot. God I don't deserve you. what this country's given me, and I can never repay it. That's the honest truth. Congressman well, Meadows, I, we love you. You're the best. Thank you. All right, take care. Bye now. Long 800-941-SEAN. All right, so at 5 o'clock, we're supposed to get, you know, the results. The president just tweeted out, uh, this is, we, we were fine in Iowa. We're fine. This is the Democrats' fault. And now they're talking about, oh, we got to take this away from Iowa. The president said, no, I believe in tradition. I believe in the Iowa caucus. And by the way, I do too. I like it. I don't, You know, I know they messed it up badly, but I guess it was, the companies, did you read it's associated with the Clintons? Did you see that, Linda? You can't make this stuff up. Anyway, we're supposed to get the results. Bernie's already given the results. The media and the Democrats are apoplectic uh, over Bernie Sanders. They don't know what to do. They're, they're literally scheming, plotting, and planning how they can rig this primary like they did the last primary. Just ask Donna Brazil. The Des Moines Register poll looks like we're going to find out they had Biden coming in fourth. So um, we got to change the rules and allow Bloomberg in. And then we got to change the rules and let Buttigieg in. And then we got to uh, we got to let the superdelegates back in the first vote. And we. Wow. The only dirty dossier from Russia that was used to impact the 2016 election. Hillary Clinton's. All right. We'll continue straight ahead. All right, 25 now to the top of the hour. All right, so we're supposed to get the results from the Iowa caucuses, Democratic Party side. And, well, now they've moved it up to 445, which is now, well, 10 minutes from right now. We'll find out if that's true. Uh, we still have a lot we haven't even gotten to yet in terms of all of this. Uh, Sanders' campaign has put out that they won the first round uh, with 29.08%, Buttigieg second. Uh, after the realignment, 24.87%, Warren third, 20.65%, Biden coming in fourth and nearly fifth he, with 12.92 and Klobuchar 11.18. Um, that's from them. We'll see if that's accurate. I mentioned the Des Moines Register that had, in fact, been hidden, which was pretty unbelievable. You've got this new Iowa app developer apologizing today. We regret the delay in reporting. 
Uh, you know, the unreleased Des Moines Register poll had Biden in fourth place. According to 538, they said they've confirmed it. And Sanders uh, won that poll by 22, Warren 18, Buttigieg 16. But remember, if you don't get the 15 percent threshold, you don't go above into the second round. A lot of pressure building for the DNC chair, Tom Perez, to resign after this disaster. The Daily Caller has a piece saying that, in fact, the firm behind the phone app that caused the delays in the results reporting uh, of this caucus in Iowa is operated by Hillary Clinton. Campaign veterans. Whoopsie daisies. Um, that is an interesting side note. Sanders, uh, they've, they've said Bernie won Iowa. Biden, it was at one point, there was a report he might sue to stop the release of the information, thinking it's corrupted. But then they backed off because all the pressure that was mounting on them almost immediately. Uh, Democrats were ready to dump Iowa after the caucus debacle. And uh, excuse me, you know, Terry McCall, I'd get rid of all the caucuses first of all. Really? You want to do that to the people of Iowa? I don't. I like the history of the uh, Iowa caucus. I like the hit and the president stood up for it in a, in a tweet th- today. All right. Before we get to that, um, Tom Fitton, Judicial Watch is with us. He has some breaking news. He announced, by the way, at least eight Iowa counties have voter registration rolls larger than the voting age population. Wow. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Sean. How are you? What a what a day, huh? Yeah, we don't have a lot of time. I know you have a lot of information to get to us, and I'm really excited to hear what you found because you always interest me. Well, the data is straightforward. We looked at elect, uh, the Election Assistance Center data, the excuse me, Election Assistance Commission data that was certified by the Iowa Secretary of State, compared to the census data, and found that there were eight counties with more people on the rolls than people who were living there and eligible to vote. Straightforward analysis. Of course, the left went crazy. The Iowa Secretary of State went crazy when we highlighted the data just before the caucuses and suggested our data was old. But even the new data shows that there are five counties with more people on the rolls and are living there and eligible to vote. So they don't have clean voter rolls in Iowa. And uh, the law requires they take reasonable steps to clean up the rolls. And when you've got more people on the rolls than are actually living there, it's a pretty good indication you're not following federal law. Tell me about the issue with you and Facebook now. I found that fascinating. Yeah, so the left uh, is trying to suppress conservative content on Facebook, and the dispute that we're having about what the data shows and what data sets you should be looking at, uh, they've uh, tried to successfully pressure Facebook into suppressing our information. There's nothing inaccurate about our data. Uh, The only fight is that they suggest that the data should be looked at, uh, a different set of data should be looked at, and we say, well, that's not as reliable as our material. So, so let me just explain what that means. I want to on this before, Sean. In the false information in this post, and then you get a cho- choice to share anyway, see fact check and cancel. Independent fact checkers at uh, lead stories say this post has false information. Oh, they're going to determine that? Are they going to do it with the phony dossier? Are they going to do it with the premeditated fraud on the FISA court that they never dealt with at all? Now they're, now they're going to decide? It's unbelievable. So you have Facebook, quote, fact checks box users. What They, they get this information and when they post this. It's insane. We put it up on Hannity.com. Yeah, our information is accurate, and people are suggesting that they should look at different data and come to different conclusions. It doesn't mean that we're wrong. 
And what you point out is fair. You have an Iowa Secretary of State, who's a Republican, by the way, who's putting out misinformation, providing no data, and based on that, Facebook is removing our material. Now, well, it's you know, even worse than that. You do know this, right? Linda gave this to me earlier today, that the, the so-called fact-checker or the lead pages fact-checker, oh, staff writer, lead stories, former CNN uh, senior producer, writer for CNN's, quote, health team, uh, telling narratives about life and the unfolding drama of the world we live in. Uh, oh, excuse me, is that the guy? Yep, and they're trying to argue with our post. We've appealed it. We're not really getting anywhere yet, uh, but we're confident in our information. And, you know, we, we've done this. We're in court repeatedly on our data analysis of voter registration rules. Right now, Los Angeles County is undertaking a process thanks to a settlement in a Judicial Watch federal lawsuit that is going to result in up to 1.6 million names potentially being removed. Kentucky has a consent decree with us. They're removing up to a quarter of a million names. Iowa only has 18,000 names, depending on what data set you look at, but we've got the most reliable data set. And they're going crazy about it. The left is obsessed with stamping down anyone who dares question about whether our elections are being run the way they're supposed to, whether our election rolls are clean. And in Iowa, for instance, one of the good things is they have voter ID. So if you got dirty voting rolls, it may not be as impactful because they got voter ID. But in the end, you shouldn't have dirty voting rolls in Iowa. And we're being attacked by a government official with the help of leftists. Uh, based on nothing. We've got the key information. No one disputes it. They're only arguing which data set to look at. You know, we're, we're using information certified by the federal, by the Iowa Secretary of State. All the other information you're seeing online about whether the rolls are clean, it's unreliable. It's not been certified. I got to ask a selfish question, and I honestly only read the report on it, and I know you filed the Freedom of Information Act, I guess with this ambassador lady, I didn't even, I, I knew nothing about this woman. We went back, Yovanovitch, whatever her name is, saying that I was actively involved in smearing her. And I'm like, I don't even know who the hell she is. And I, we went yeah. back and we found like two mentions of her in passing by guests, not by me. I didn't even, Linda rightly points out, uh, I, I, I mispronounced her name the first three times I, I mentioned. I have no idea who she is. But apparently in a Freedom of Information Act request. You mentioned my name, I guess, looking for information about me that was requested by either her or somebody else. I mean, this is how busy I am. I have not even had time to look at it, uh, that maybe they were doing something against me. What did? What is this about? Well, we had source information that said the uh, ambassador had directed her officials into the Ukraine embassy there to track the social media postings of people like you and I think Laura Ingram, Rudy Giuliani's on the list, the president's son, Don Trump Jr., is on the list. And uh, obviously they were nervous about uh, what people were saying about the ambassador at the time. They wanted to track the terms like Soros, Biden, 
uh, and 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 uh, and her own name, obviously. The problem is they sought help in st- at the State Department here in D.C. and they said, "Well, wait, wait, you can't be doing that. That's not legal. The Privacy Act doesn't allow you to start gathering even public information and creating files on American citizens." So they may. So, you're saying that there's a likelihood that there could have been a file created about me. In other words. Now, you do know, and I think a lot of this has happened to you. I mean, my social media accounts have been compromised. I had judges releasing my personal text messages. Um, I've had 302s when, you know, special counsel people saying, is Sean Hannity sending secret private messages to the president? I'm like, no. Um, I mean, it's so ridiculous. And, you know, I'm beginning to think, you know, if I got paranoid, I think I might even be a little justified. But... Uh, I mean, it's pretty sick. The government has no business compiling information on you uh, without any just cause. And that was the, the State Department yelled at the Ukrainian embassy, you can't do this, it's against the law. So we've got the information that it happened. We're pursuing it under the FOIA. We filed a lawsuit. She was questioned directly on it or indirectly as best as Congress was able to. And she denied directing anyone, but certainly seemed to confirm that there was uh, an effort to track social media postings. So we're going to figure it out. But we do know people were nervous and upset about what was going on, and uh, the Privacy Act is implicated. The government can't track – the government, for instance, just can't go and do – Let me ask you a question. – clippings on you and keep it in the file, Sean. It's not allowed. You, you know uh, me. You know a lot of this, and you've seen some of the stuff that I mentioned. That I know the public has seen it. It's all out there. Do I have a lawsuit, potentially? Well, we'll see. Uh, if they Well, not just on this. I mean, I mean, uh, why are judges allowed to release my private text messages? Why are, why are government 302s released publicly when I'm innocent? I mean, do, I, I, I got a call... Lynn Wood and Charles Harder. They're the two best attorneys on this in the country. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start suing Well, people. I'm no lawyer, but I'll tell you that um, a lot of, from the president on down, virtually everyone in their or, his orbit has had their civil rights violated, uh, not only civilly, but potentially criminally. And uh, that's why there's got to be justice. And that's why there needs to be a serious criminal investigation finally. Maybe I'll do on. it with the deal and, like and if I get. private litigants who can pursue this too. That's right, Sean. You know, look, if you're a public figure, I understand you have to show an absence of malice. That's why I love that Nicholas Sandman is going to be a billionaire. I don't know what the settlement was with fake news CNN. If I had to guess and I'm just pulling it out of thin air. Oh, I bet it's 100 million or more because I know Lynn Wood. Why would Lynn Wood settle for less when he was going to win? Because they went days and days and days. Even the facts were known and they were still attacking this kid. It's unbelievable that they're attacking a 16-year-old kid. They did nothing to verify it, and they just slandered this poor kid who did everything right, it turns out, and was totally innocent of all of it, was was the peacemaker the whole time. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right, well, you're doing great yeah. work. Tom Fitton, thank you, um, and we'll stay in touch. Now, we're being told Iowa... Democratic Party news conference any minute now. We're going to have it for you live when it happens and whatever the results are. Uh, I don't care any way you look at it. It is now becoming a a shift show for them in every way imaginable. Um, you know, it was funny. The president actually tweeted out uh, today and, 
you know, market up big today, more jobs, jobs, jobs. The Republican Party's never been united. He thanked Republican Iowa caucus uh, goers from last night, uh, which was great. And, you know, as, as Mark Meadows pointed out and Kevin McCarthy has pointed out today, uh, I think it's pretty amazing. And he said, this is a screw up of the Democrats. This is not the people of Iowa's fault. And he's right. And now they're saying, well, we need to get rid of this caucus. No. Uh, how about you just get competent people that are honest running it? And, you know, for the Democrats and the DNC to be, you know, in smoke filled rooms behind closed doors, according to Politico, discussing possible changes uh, to screw Bernie Sanders again. Um, we can't allow that to happen in America. All the talk about Russian interference. Well, the only one that interfered with Russia was Hillary Clinton's dirty Russian dossier that she bought and paid for. And that's where, uh, in fact, nobody ever cared. They only cared about Trump-Russia collusion. And then separately, you have a DNC operative, uh, this Chalupa woman mentioned in the January 11, 2017 article investigative report by Politico meeting at the Ukrainian embassy for the purpose of getting for the DNC and Hillary's campaign dirt from Ukraine on Trump and associates. And in fact, they did get it and quote, they were successful. And yeah, it impacted the Trump campaign in the election. Well, that's pretty uh, scary, too. And now if you support the president or if you're in the president's orbit, don't feel sorry for Sean Hannity. I don't feel sorry for me. I don't like it. I'd rather not feel like my government can turn on me uh, for no good reason. But I guess it's happened. And I, well, I know it's happened in a number of instances. It's sad, but we got we, we got to make sure that, you know, we can't hand over the most powerful tools of intelligence and have it turned on the American people. And we can't have a dirty, unverifiable, ultimately debunked dossier being used in a premeditated fraud to take away one person's civil liberties and constitutional rights. Carter Page to spy on a presidential candidate, then transition team and then deep into the Trump presidency, which has now been confirmed. All of that is true and proven. And there's only the only thing left to come is what John Durham is going to find out whether they outsourced spying to uh, friendly Western allied nations to circumvent American laws on spying on Americans. I wonder if I'm going to be a part of that, too. All right. So the Iowa Democratic chair guy is, I guess, Troy. What's his name? Bryce Price. Somebody. Troy Price. Price. OK. Moments ago, this is a bigger shift show than I even thought. Listen to this. On the Iowa Democratic Party chairman. A little bit about what happened last night. The reporting of the results and circumstances surrounding the 2020 Iowa Democratic uh, Party caucuses were unacceptable. As chair of the party, I apologize deeply for this. Last night, we were faced with multiple reporting challenges and decided, out of an abundance of caution, to protect the integrity of the Iowa caucuses and their results by taking the necessary steps to review and confirm the data. A thorough, transparent, and independent examination of what occurred yesterday will follow. But let me be clear. My number one priority has been on ensuring the accuracy and integrity of the results. 
and we have been working all night to be in the best position to report results. And here, in just a couple of minutes, uh, we will be reporting 62% uh, of precincts from all 99 counties. The bottom line is that we hit a stumbling block on the back end of the reporting of the data, but the one thing I want you to know, we know this data is accurate. And we also have a paper trail and documentation that, we'll, that have been able to use uh, to provide information to help verify the results. This is personal to me. I'm a lifelong Iowan. I have caucused for 20 years. And I know how important it is for, to our party, to our state, and to everyone, from our neighbors to new voters, to be able to come together all across this state. We want Iowans to be confident in the results and in the process, and we are going to take the time that we need to make sure that we do just that. So I know folks are gonna to want to be seeing the results as they come in, but I'm happy to take a couple of quick questions before that happens. How can anyone trust you now? We have been working day and night to make sure that these results are accurate. The one thing I will say is that uh, the underlying data, the raw data, is secure. It was always secure. Uh, this was a coding error uh, in, uh, in one of the pieces on the back end, but the raw data, the data that has come in, is secure. And I can assure Iowans of that. Do you worry this could cost you first in the nation's status? Do you worry it could cost you your first in the nation status or endanger the caucuses as a nation? The fact is, is that this is a conversation that happens every four years. There's no doubt that that conversation will take place again. Uh, but right now, my focus is making sure that we get these results out. We are going to continue to do that, and uh, we will have the results out as soon as we can. Jeff. Well, we're going to take the time we need to get these results done. We're, now that we have the first uh, batch that's going to be coming out here in a couple of minutes, uh, we're going to continue to go through our processes, verifying everything. But the thing to remember here, folks, is that we have a paper trail. We have always said all along uh, that throughout this process that we have backups to this system, that we have redundancies built in. And one of the ways that we do that is through the paper trail. Now, the fact is, is that as we uh, started doing this uh, last night, it took longer than we expected. And so, but the my paramount concern is making sure that these results are accurate and reflect what happened last night in uh, caucuses across the state. We're going to do just that, and that's we're going to take the time we need to do that. When was the app submitted for review by an independent third party? Why was the app never tested statewide? And why did the Iowa Democratic Party deny the Department of Homeland Security's offer to test the app? We have, one, I have no knowledge of the Department of Homeland Security making that offer to us. I will say that we have worked with cybersecurity experts, nationally renowned cybersecurity experts, to test this app and to uh, uh, do uh, testing and security checks on this app. Uh, so uh, we, have, we took the steps we felt was necessary, but we found a coding error last night once we discovered some irregularities as the results started to come in. Why was it never yeah. What's that? Were there any coding discrepancies during the, the third party testing? 
No, there weren't. And that's why, and that is why the, that's why what happened last night is simply unacceptable. And so, uh, again, we're going to have a thorough and independent review of exactly what happened last night. We still, right now, we're in the process of making sure that we get these results out. And that's what we're going to stay focused on. Yeah. We have said all along that we were going to make uh, these caucuses the most transparent possible. This year we're reporting out more data than we ever have reported before. And in addition to that, we have paper trails that we've never had before. And so we're going to take the time we need to verify these results, but these results are being based off what happened in the precincts last night. When uh, I ran for chair, I made a commitment to see the caucus process through. That is what I am working on. That is what I will continue to work on. And whatever happens after that uh, is to be determined. Anyways, thank you all, folks. The results are coming in. We will see you later. The results are coming in. All right, the, the Iowa State chair. All right, that made no sense. Well, it's 62% uh, all 99 counties, and we're, you're going to see it released. I'm watching it be released. At, at moments ago, it was at 58%. Now they're saying 100%. Who, it, this is insane. But what they have is Mayor Pete winning the Iowa caucus for the Democrats with 26.9%. Bernie second, 25.1%. Warren third, 18.3%. Oh, poor quid pro quo, Joe. Number four, 156 And he nearly came in fifth. Klobuchar at 126 Uh I, I don't even know where to begin here. Now, Bernie Sanders' campaign had already released their numbers, what they called their internal caucus numbers, having them winning. And their internal numbers had them at like 28%. And, of course, we had the Des Moines, Iowa poll that was suppressed. I mean, and they were released. When they were finally released, it was pretty shocking, I guess, because quid pro quo Joe, they finally 538 got it, uh, came in fourth place, which he did according to this poll. And you got the, you know, Area 51 Roswell Rachel Maddow channel with Chris Matthews. All Sanders will not be president of the United States. And you've got the rules changing going on, according to Politico yesterday. Uh, I, they already screwed the guy once. I, did, I Why would we ever be suspicious? I want you to know that I take this, this is personal for me. And the accuracy and integrity. And we worked all night and out of an abundance of caution. I have never seen, except for, well, the Democrats, a bigger shift show than their impeachment scam show and their Russia, Russia, Russia show and their horrific governing of eight years Biden-Obama. I mean, it is a, you know, well, Biden's people and surrogates, oh, Iowa's results can't be trusted. Jill, Bi Jill Biden or his wife, Donald Trump's attacks on my kid is disgraceful. Hunter's 49 years old. With no experience, paid millions of dollars. And the and your husband, we know what he did. Now there's talk about this was in uh, you know, I wonder what how this impacts Perez, but anyway, the Des Moines, Iowa, according to five thirty eight, that Sanders at twenty two, Warren eighteen, Buddha judge in third place. That was their last poll. And the Clinton campaign vets apparently run the firm that designed Iowa's uh, vote counting software. I mean, it's pretty unbelievable to me. I, I don't even know what to make of this.
And, you know, it's not a, I, I, I just don't even know. Now, one thing, uh, we have our buddy Blair, I don't want to even say his last name, but he runs our website. He's a guru. And you said that if what they were saying about the app is true and a coding error, that it would have easily been fixed. Now, so, by, by the way, how many, how many times a day do people try to hack into uh, Hannity.com? Like, like 2,500 times. It's crazy. Every day. Every day. But and Linda, people wonder why all my social media was compromised <laughs> and nobody lets me have it anymore. But Linda and I were talking about this. I know what happens when I say we, quote, hit a stumbling block on the reporting of the back end data. That's a whole lot of nonsense. That's that's like we don't know what went on, but we can tell you the data is secure. Well, you know, when my hard drive of movies that I've downloaded illegally from the Internet goes belly up. Why it's would a, you admit to a crime on a national radio show? You know how stupid you are. You say that's a joke. You're joking, I'm right? joking. I'm joking. I'm oh, joking. There you go. But it's secure. It's it's unreadable because the hard drive is broken. It's secure, but no one can read it. It sounds like they have corrupt data. Like they've released a data set, sixty-two percent. Well, what happened to the other percent? Is it corrupt? Can they not read it? Because he keeps reinforcing this go idea. Go back to what. Go yeah. back and remember what the call that. Made Donna Brazil cry having to tell Bernie, yeah, it's true, they screwed you over. Yeah, and he keeps reinforcing this idea of paper ballots. Why? Because the digital is, is not readable. It's corrupt. I, I don't know. Yep. That's just my perspective. That's what it sounds like. All right. Well, that's interesting. It's fascinating. I, I Of course you can't trust this. And if... You know, you had fake news CNN last so, night. So, Sean, it, I would like to give my professional opinion on what we just heard. Yeah. I think it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> you think the, opi- think the opinion crap. or the, the data? Whatever you think. I think total it's the data. and complete and utter crap. It's a, oh, it's a total shift show. It's, it's a, a it shift is it show. Is. It's a sham. CNN's breathless Iowa caucus coverage filled with huge caveats. Little real information. It doesn't really mean anything. This is hilarious. Now, this piece they put up on media, I, admit, I literally laughed out loud. The app used in Iowa... Uh, linked to ex-Clinton campaign staffers, foxnews.com. That's hilarious. This is the same party that couldn't get the uh, healthcare website up on the day it launched, right? Didn't we do that live on Fox News? Yeah, I think we did. And now we're paying 200% on average more. There, I mean, oh, their technical the country, skills, forget about it. It just was wowing. Forget about it. They, we only have 40% of Americans, just shy of 40%, only have one Obamacare option. We're paying on average almost 200% more. We were supposed to save 2500 dollars per family per year i mean it is in well by the way this is pretty much if you look at any liberal city run by decades for by liberals that's pretty much what you see a shift show there too and failure education look there's how many counties in what is it uh baltimore how many high schools what 13 not a single kid proficient in math and reading liberal run city decades chicago violence why hasn't anyone ever stopped it this is our family, our American family dying. Our American kids, the God-given talents, we're, we're not, it's a disaster if they can't read and compete and do math. But Mayor we're Pete, who's running another kids. failing city, he's going he's gonna to fix it. Mayor Pete was a disaster. Great. Fantastic. Um, let me tell you something. This, this is a crash and burn, um, no matter how you look at it, on every level. This is a, what a spectacular fail. And this mess is nothing compared to the, the panic and the the collusion, if you will, behind closed doors at the idea that that Bernie Sanders is going to win. They, maybe they like that Mayor Pete wins. I don't know. 
All right, the results are in. Now they're back to 62%. I mean, what do the guys say? Uh, we're going to get 62% uh, reporting of 99, uh, all the nine, all 99 counties. I'm like, okay, why not 100%? I mean, and that's all that they're stuck there. I, nobody can trust this. this. This is, you know what? Look at what Democrats did to Bernie last time. I'm going to pull all this out again on TV. What, what Donna Brazil found in the primary that they rigged against Bernie in 2016. You and know what? what? Do you think? Ethan made a really yeah. good point just now. Go ahead, Ethan. Make it. The fact that we can know the pre- winner of the presidential election on the same night of the election, and the Democrats messed up Iowa this badly, says a lot about the Democratic Party. Okay, look at Obamacare. Boom. Look at look, they listen. Nobody made a big deal except me. Remember, I kept saying it seems like I'm the only one that cares. I'm the only one that Bernie got ripped off. That they rigged the primary. We live in the United States of America. We can't rig primaries. And then lo and behold, what do we have? The deep state. Everybody else would have gone to jail if we put uh, top secret emails on a secret server and then deleted them and then bleach bit and then hammers. And then we find out, oh, there really was Russia collusion. The dirty Russian dossier leaked to the public. And then we find out that premeditated fraud on a FISA court to spy on a presidential candidate and a campaign uh, transition team, and then a presidency, deep into the presidency. Yeah, I think uh, uh, we were the ones warning. And now we got the same crap going on again, and they're out to screw Bernie again. I I, I can't even give honest results. You know what? I'm happy. I'm, I'll tell you what we're going to do when we get back. I, I was thinking maybe we'll move Alice Marie Johnson to tomorrow. No way. She is the most inspirational person I've ever, one of the most inspirational people we've ever interviewed. She's next. She was featured in the Super Bowl ad. And an incredible woman, an incredible story. That's next. Straight ahead. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. I mean, this is just, it just, you you can't even write a story about what an unmitigated disaster the Iowa caucus have turned into for the Democrats. Not for Donald Trump, by the way. Nope. Uh, I mentioned earlier in the program his approval rating with Gallup now the highest ever beating Obama's approval rating at the same time. And it's the best since George W. Bush and his approval ratings in the first few months after September the 11th. Uh, Pretty amazing. Uh, And then we have John Zogby, Washington Examiner, reporting the improving economy. Voter anger with the partisan impeachment process has now boosted the president's support among black, Hispanics, independent, suburban women, according to a new survey. And Trump has a 51 percent approval rating in the Zogby analytics survey with the, the same level as former President Obama and George W. Bush when they won re-election. With black voters overall, African-Americans, 22% support for Donald Trump. He only had 8% in 2016. Hispanic voters, well, he's at 36%, up from 2016. The president gets high approval ratings. And I'm going to tell you one of the, one of the reasons. Now, Not only do we have the best employment situation that we've had since 1969, but when you break things down demographically, which we always do, we have record low unemployment, record after record after record after record for African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, women in the uh, workplace, youth unemployment, uh, African-American youth unemployment. Amazing. 
Now, how many presidents had promised, for example, moving the embassy to Jerusalem, the capital in Israel? Well, everybody, but they never did it. Donald Trump did it. Uh, That defines it. Getting a trade deal with China, every promise he made, every promise he's kept. So one of the most amazing things, I'm I'm changing gears here. We're going to get back to this Iowa screw-up in a second. Um, I'm watching the Super Bowl. I had gotten a heads up. This might be the ad. Um, I knew about the first ad that ran, and I thought it was amazing and well done. But the ad about Alice Marie Johnson. Now, let me just point this out. I've now had the honor of meeting Alice Marie Johnson. And I've interviewed her on this radio program and on Hannity, the television show. And her story to me, she is one of the most inspirational people I've ever met in my life. Incredible story. Um, now, I'm going to read because part of the ad was a part where you would read it. And the ad starts out, Alice Johnson was sentenced to serve life in prison for a nonviolent drug offense. Thanks to President Trump, people like Alice are getting a second chance. And then they play a soundbite. The moment that Alice Marie Johnson was let out of jail and I'm free to hug my family again. I'm free to start over again. And then on the screen, it's written. Politicians talk about criminal justice reform. President Trump got it done. And then again, you hear that day, that moment. This is the greatest day of my life. My heart bursting with gratitude. Thousands of families are being reunited. Then you hear Alice Johnson again. I'm going to play this ad. She thought she would never see the light of day again outside of a prison. She thought the rest of her life. Now, the amazing part of her story, we will get to in detail. She will join us. But she spent her time reconciled to the fact this was now her life and would define her the rest of her life. Mentoring, helping young women that she was incarcerated with and leading Bible studies and and counseling them and helping them so that when they got out, she had no hope that they would have better lives for themselves and their families. Here's the ad. I'm free to hug my family. I'm free to start over. This is the greatest day of my life. My heart is just bursting with gratitude. I want to thank President Donald John Trump. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. Alice Marie Johnson tweeted out, quote, two Super Bowls ago, I was sitting in a prison cell. Today, I am a free woman, and my story was featured in a Super Bowl ad. I will spend the rest of my life fighting for the wrongly and unjustly convicted. God bless America. Alice Marie Johnson joins us now. Um, How are you? I haven't talked to you in a while. I missed you. Sean, I'm doing fantastic, and I love it. I love speaking with you. So thank you for having me on today. Honestly, I'm not, this is not hyperbole. Having met you, and I met members of your family, and I met your your counsel. I remember in the studio with us. You never thought you were getting out of jail, did you? No. My release paperwork says that my release date would be death that the only way that I would be rejoined with my family literally be as a corpse. 
Wow. So when did the switch go off in your mind or you accept that that was now your destiny, that you would forever live in a jail? Did it, was there a moment or did a realization come upon you? Okay, I, what am I going to do now? I'm in jail for the rest of my life. Did, do you remember when you knew it was over and what you were going to do with your life? When I heard those heavy steel doors slam behind me, Sean, that's when it was reality that I'm here, that they're telling me that I'm going to die in prison. But I made my mind up that I'm not going to get busy with the business of looking forward to death. I'm going to get busy with living life wherever I am to the fullest. And how and so, many years total did you spend in jail? I spent 21 years, seven months, and six days in prison and and i and i gotta tip the hat to kim kardashian and kanye west because not only did you get released then the president was inspired by your story and he saw an injustice because there is an injustice we're talking about one one drug offense it was bad and you admit that but it was one mistake yeah and it became it became basically a death sentence for you and this happens and disproportionate sentencing, disparate sentencing, is real. It is very real. I don't think that anyone should ever be sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. Honestly, Sean, no one would ever, no parole board would ever hear of the incredible work that I had uh, been able to accomplish while I was in prison. There was no opportunity for redemption, no opportunity for a second chance, no matter what I did in prison. But for me... That meant that I was no longer doing things to be seen by anyone. I did things in prison because it was the right thing to do. When did you have this? When did you bring? I guess it was a calling. I mean, I believe in God, but I all did. of a sudden, you you start you became a mentor to younger people that were in jail that were going to get out of jail, and you incarcerated, and you yes. ran, and and you did Bible studies, and you mentored them. Tell us what you did. Yes. Um, Women would see me reading my Bible, and so they would be curious. And they started asking me about Bible study. I started doing Bible study. But more importantly, I think, Sean, I started writing basically faith-based plays that were the largest events in every prison that I went to. I started encouraging women and showing that they had value, showing them that they could do something positive. They could act. They could draw. They could sing. They could do props. And it changed everything. No one had believed in them. Many of them had never heard applause for them in their life. And so I started bringing them into theatrical uh, performances. And then in the pr- you did this while in prison, right? I did it while I was in prison. I wrote, directed, produced plays. My biggest one was wow. called the life, and pa- the life and Passion of Jesus Christ. And wow. it was viewed by thousands. Even the outside public could get tickets to come into a prison to see my see the plays that I was writing. I yes. mean, this is why you're an inspiration to me. I remember one thing you also said, and I know I've asked this of you before, but you you said these words, and they stuck with me. I want to thank you, America, for giving me a second chance, and I'll never let you down. That was that was powerful to me. John, I believe I have lived up to that, too. Ever since I came home from prison, the day I walked out, it sounded like an earthquake. The women were so glad to see their Miss Alice going home. I promised them that I would never forget about you. 
And from the day that I have come out, they saw me running across the road, but they have not seen how I've been running for the women and for the men who are still behind bars trying to give a voice to the voiceless and be their advocate. You know, um, this is amazing. Now, the great news is with the president then taking the next step, which is criminal justice reform, everybody promised it. You know, I read these poll numbers and the president's doing so well uh, with the African-American community, Hispanic community. And I, 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 you know, I hate that as a conservative every two and four years, Democrats would always say Republicans are racist, sexist, misogynist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic. They want dirty air, water, uh, and they want to kill grandma and grandpa and throw them off a cliff because it's a false narrative. And what I'm also glad, and I'm hearing rumors that we're going to, I want to find every Alice Marie Johnson, people like you, you know, that are, are, are never getting out of jail or have long sentences that are disparate and unfair. And people, single drug offenses, nonviolent crimes, of course, violence, a different category. And I want to make sure that we identify people who have been mistreated by our justice system. And I hear you're going to be a part of this. Yes, and I'm I'm glad to be a part of this because there are many Alice Marie Johnsons out there. I'm not the only one. My my face has just put a face on this. My story has just resonated with the heart of Americans that this is wrong because Sean, when you hear a story, when you read a story, it might not impact you. But when you see a face and you hear their story, then it becomes personal. So I'm hoping to be a game changer in this, and I am involved in this because I personally know of many of them, and many other cases have come to my attention, too. There's too many of them out there. And, Sean, thank you, too, for wanting to help find the others who are like me. I want you to lay out now. We only have a couple, about three minutes left. Everything you're now planning to do, because I want people to join you. And if there's a way you can give out a website or anything that they can do, it will be amazing. Okay. Tell us what your, your uh, plans are. Well, my plans are, as you said, we are, I'm working on criminal justice reform that includes second chance hiring. Uh, that's a very important uh, part of what I'm doing. I'm also working to bring attention, as you said, Sean, to the other Alice Marie Johnsons that are not only women but men also, and get those people to the attention of the president. I'm working to, to change how we look at people, returning citizens, coming back into the communities. I've, there's so many different facets of that. I've been working with uh, a couple of organizations since I've been uh for the last few months, right on crime and stand together, and that um, our philosophy is to go in and supercharge efforts of others that are doing this work. Uh, we say we stand together to help every person rise and being smart on crime, too. So there's, I'm working with states, I'm working with federal, I'm working with organizations right now. And I do have a website. Um, I just put it up. It's alicemariefree.com. Uh, you can go to my website to look at the things that uh, I'll be putting things up that I'm working on so that others can join in and get involved in the fight. Because this is not just a social justice issue. This is a humanitarian issue. It's all about humanity. So it transcends any anything that we could ever imagine because criminal justice reform it affects everyone, really. When one person goes to prison, they all, a whole family goes. 
their community goes. It impacts society. We, we, sometimes we will never know the full impact of it because you can't measure it. So I'm really hoping to use the platform that has been given to me to be a game changer. Alice, you are an inspiration to so many. If I can ever help you, if you need time, if you need airtime, if you need recruits, you just tell me and we want to help you. Uh, you're an inspiration, one of the most inspirational people I've ever talked to. We love you. Thank you for all you're doing and all you've done. And I, I, I can't wait to watch you, all you accomplish as you move forward. Well, thank you so much, Sean, again. And thank you for coming alongside of me to help get my voice out, Sean, because you played a big role in this, too. So well, thank you. I want to partner with you in anything you do. You're the best. God bless you, and thank you. All right, got to take a quick break. We go. We will come back. Uh, big State of the Union tonight. Uh, we'll preview that and much more straight ahead. All right, this 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 Iowa Democratic Caucus shift show. We'll have the latest. President State of the Union. We are on immediately after. Look at this lineup at 11 Eastern. Ivanka Trump, Senator Cruz, Senator Rubio, Senator Graham, Joni Ernst, Mark Meadows, Jim Jordan, Devin Nunes, Matt Gates, Ari Fleischer, Sarah Sanders, Dan Bongino. 11 Eastern, right after the State of the Union. We'll have all the details tonight. Thanks for being with us. See you tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern. I'm back here tomorrow.